Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Yes, where to eat in St. Pete. Right now it's at home, but several eateries are still open doing takeout and delivery, including all of the sponsors that you'll hear ads for on this episode. This is our second special edition with only me in studio. In case you missed it, my co-host Lori Brown has been quarantined with symptoms. She got tested at Bayfront a week ago and still doesn't have results back and then found out that for some reason they sent them to labs in California. WTF on that. We'll kick off today's show talking about some of the goings-on in the new COVID-19 world we're living in and then get into some of more of the best-of clips. And we're still going to have a great show, so stick around. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now, Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany, how cool is that? Buya Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Buya? Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm. But I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day, and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Once again, welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. This is Kevin Godby, your solo host for this segment. Reminding you that Booyah Ramen and Pacific Counter are both still open, doing takeout and delivery, and they help us bring this podcast to you, so please support them. And support is what a lot of us need right now. 
We try to keep this podcast more on the upbeat side, but we also can't ignore what's going on with the coronavirus and COVID-19. It was Thursday, March 12th, when we had Sportsmageddon. We went to dinner at Grazzi that night, needing some good comfort food after feeling beat up from all the sports cancellations. Then Friday the 13th, I was with Haley filming at Grazzi when the Grand Prix was canceled. Soon after, Grazzi's been putting out hundreds of free meals to service industry folks that lost their jobs. Lori started feeling sick on Tuesday, March 17th, and has been self-isolating since then. And thanks to everybody that's been bringing her food, Jamie from Booyah, her friends Vicky with corned beef cabbage, and Joe Zakari with chicken soup. The first few days I was cooking at home, I made steak, spaghetti, chicken parm, I had leftover chili that we made, and then I realized I should just keep getting takeout from restaurants for as long as possible, because I don't know how long they can keep it going. And we'll always be able to get food from retailers. More on that in a second. So I've been getting two to three days worth of food from different places. And then I end up eating one of the dinners for breakfast and only last one or two days. We've had takeout from Hawkers, the Avenue, which is now closed for takeout for everything. Bowen Moe's, Nueva Cantina, Mary Margaret's, Red Mesa Cantina, and Noble Crust. Many restaurants can't really make enough money with takeout only. Some close sooner, some close later, sometimes depending on how much food they had. Some stayed open doing takeout until they ran out of food and then closed. Noble Crust told us last week that they used up their supplies and reordered already. They had to close the Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel locations, but they found a way to sustain takeout on an ongoing basis. And there are likely a few more that have been able to do that. I saw a U.S. food truck delivering to the galley the other day. If you want to keep up with which places are open for takeout and delivery, their hours and any deals, uh, summer discounting, uh, check out our Facebook page, St. Petersburg Foodies, ST Petersburg Foodies on Facebook. We're trying to update as much as we can with what's going on with which restaurants are still open doing takeout. Also, if you're in the industry and want to see which places are providing free meals, we've been sharing that as well. Earlier, I said we'll always be able to get food from retailers. It's been documented that there's plenty of food. Suppliers are just scrambling to redirect it from what was being produced for restaurants, speed up the supply chain, and convert stuff to retail consumer packaging and the smaller portions that they send to supermarkets and grocery stores. Speaking of supermarkets, we'd like to thank Rollin' Oats for continuing to pay us as a sponsor when none of our restaurants can. We are continuing to run everybody's ads in April, even though they can't pay. And demand for grocery delivery is off the chain, as you can imagine. It can be up to a two to three day wait instead of the usual two to three hours. Lori likes to use shipped a lot, but now I'm her shipped because I'm faster than two or three days. So we will be right back with some more best of clips from previous episodes right after a word about Noble Crust. I'm so hungry right now. I'm getting takeout from Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG, because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese, and it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of lists, Best Italian, Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Bloody Marys, Meatballs, and Best Salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. 
starting on February 7th. They'll be open for lunch on Fridays, and they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. Noble Crust is open for takeout and delivery, and they are operating on their normal hours, which you can see at noble-crust.com. We're here with Gloria West uh, in the studio, and we have our Fast Five Foodies questions. So, Woo-hoo. Gloria, you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? Pickles. Pickles. Can, just, th- does it have to be like a whole meal? No. Mm. So just pickles out of a jar? Yeah. How about fried pickles? I do like those as well, yes. Have you ever had them at Engine Number 9? I have not. You have to. Lori says they are the best in the city. Oh, I love pickles, yeah. <laughs> what, I will have to go try those. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I play at Anata every three weeks, and it's pretty amazing. Awesome. I always just get the fish dish. Nice. Because it's yeah. always just insanely phenomenal, and I don't really know how to order fish from anywhere else but there i just go yes i will take that <laughs> and it's always insanely good yeah we love anata as well yeah okay salt or pepper um i don't really do much of either i've learned though that if you do just a little bit of both sometimes that that can bring out the flavor a lot so i've started trying to do it but in general when i do stuff it's usually like garlic powder onion powder parsley nice yeah some hot peppers maybe too i do crushed red pepper yeah. nice those are like my four things that i use so cilantro love it or it tastes like soap i don't know if it tastes like soap to me but it tastes really really awful but i got tired of not being able to eat stuff because it had cilantro so i've kind of forced myself to be tolerant of it because <laughs> you go places and they have it on the salsa and they've got you know it on all different things and if you can get it without it i get it without it but in general i just Try to power through. Can you cook? I can cook a handful of dishes very well. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a cook per se. My dad was a chef and he could cook anything, but he didn't really teach us how to cook anything. Do you have any favorites on what, what to cook? I have my famous chicken tacos. Uh, I will literally, people will come over because they know that I'm making them. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't know, I have plans tonight. I'm like, I'm making my chicken tacos. Okay, I'll be there at seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also make some pretty great homemade spaghetti and homemade meat sauce, some really good burgers, some awesome chicken salad, egg salad, and tuna salad. And I got those from my dad. Nice. I love all those, uh, well, all that stuff. But uh, now I'm hungry and I know where you live. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. We're going to play back some of our bloopers from 2018. Okay, once again, uh, welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies. That's easy for me. The St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. On today's show, Kevin and I will be discussing the dichot... The boo. Uh. Usually I hit it in one take. Are That's what I said. Oh, <laughs> 
and rustic Q-Truchar. <laughs> <laughs> rustic what? A preview of it on the website on St. Petersburg Fruit Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. You really must go to Anata. Get your ass over there, honky. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about something that for some people will be controversial and con- that's controversially re- real <laughs> controversial today is national nacho day so that will be be sure to check out our website stpetersburgfoodies.com where you'll where you'll find great inf- that's easy for you to say <laughs> bitch that's where I mess up. So just like last week, I was feeling like tacos for lunch again. Of course, I love tacos. And Red Mesa Cantino is one of my all-time favorites. Cantino? Did I say Cantino? You did. <laughs> so Ted, uh, didn't you uh, earlier, I think you were telling me there's a new bar menu coming out? No, you already released it. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, the hours will be the same as an order for to 11 during, no, 4 to 10, Monday through Thursday, Friday. No, 4 she, to 11. She knows better. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday. So, <laughs> so our hours, Sunday through Thursday, 4 to 11, Friday, Saturday, 4. Sorry, that was wrong. It's 4 to <laughs> 10. start again? Thank yeah. you. You know, I don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday through Thursday, 4 to 10. Saturday, Friday. That was backwards. Mm. I'm not drinking anymore. <laughs> no bubbles for anyone. <laughs> All right, start it over. It. <clears throat> start over. Our hours are as followed. Sunday through Thursday, 4 to 10. Friday, Saturday, 4 to 11. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a crook. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Christmas Show podcast. Today we have the co-owner of the galley, amongst other accolades, uh-huh. with us, Pete Boland. Welcome, Welcome to the show. How you yes. guys doing? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry man. Christmas. There's, there's always so much going on around here between the great weather and all the culture here. And then what we've really developed is this great civic pride. And, you know, that's right. what, uh, I think that's what spawns you guys' business here with St. Pete Foodies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We don't like to be clumped in with Tampa because we are a separate entity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like we, we like to share some stuff with them. Like we'll share it whenever the bucks are good. You know, that's our team too. You know? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, right. but that's Tampa Bay. Yeah, exactly. We no, well, and I, it reminds me, like, people love the lightning so much because the lightning used to play here. You know, it's kind right. of a shared thing, you know. So I, I just love this place, and this is my forever home. I think it's such a great home base. Mm-hmm. For anybody, because you have all the big city amenities, apart from transit, uh, you got all the big city amenities, but, but with the small town feel, especially downtown. I mean, we all run into each other all the time. It's a really great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Definitely. I moved back in 2008. Uh, it was a great time to move back here with the Rays for right. the World Series. Uh, <laughs> and I was kind of figuring out my way. I, I, I was working at a corporate restaurant at the time. I thought I was going to climb the ladder there, and that didn't work out. And then I, I, where most people got to know me down here was, uh, I got hired at the Rare Olive and Corrigan's Irish Pub the same hour of the same Monday afternoon. Uh, it was a funny thing, and especially during the, uh, you know, that was during the times of the economy being bad. 
but it, it just that was just a, a funny thing, bang, right there. Um, and just really got a key to both places within three months, just really kind of made that my life for a few years. I was going to college at the time, too. I wanted to be in broadcasting, so I, I, this makes me uh, you know, very comfortable here sitting, sitting with you guys. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to do that uh, for most of my life, but then I just, I just fell in love with hospitality. I, I, love, I love the bar business. I love Irish pubs. I love that whole culture, and you know, it, just, it, it became my project, those two places, and I'm very proud of the work we did and all the friends we made, too. Nice. And you worked in both at the same time. Yeah, I did for for a couple of years. And uh, rare olive then closed. Yeah, Becky sold uh, the rare olive uh, to a fella, and I didn't really like his vision for the place, so I, I left soon thereafter. And just so happens, like uh, you know, our friend Cat Vandora. Now, Cat mm-hmm. was working at Corrigan's at the time, and she had injured her hand, and she was out of commission. So it was instead of me having to go get another second job, I just went into full time at Corrigan's, and then we ended up letting somebody go. So both of us uh, came came together there, and that. She became my great tag team partner at work, and I'm just really proud of the work we did over there. We completely, you know, reinvigorated the menu. We we changed just about everything it is about that place, and and uh, I'm proud that it's kind of a local watering hole landmark now. You know. Yes, it really is. And that reminds me, we we were in the galley one day, and you were telling us, I think, yeah, professional res- wrestling was on the TV. We were watching it, <laughs> and you were telling us about. Go ahead, you remember it. Right? So go ahead, you tell it. I don't remember exactly uh, what, but uh, you know I do have a, a love for pro wrestling. I think it's part of it. Growing up around here, I had older brothers, and they were into it. That was the time of you know Macho Man and, and Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake and all those great you know legends of, of the late '80s. And uh, it just to me, I just always got it. it, it you right. know, uh, I don't go running around telling people that you know uh, NYPD Blue is fake. You know <laughs> that uh, I was the Law and Order. You know they're not real lawyers. Right. Right. They're not real cops. Because it, it was a customer it, came up to you and yeah. said, "You know this isn't real, right?" Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, and, and, and neither is Law and Order. You know, but everybody watches that. I don't know. I just always got it, and and it's uh, it's live performance art, and uh, it, I just think it's funny, and you know, we, I think it's part of the culture of growing up around here. Is you know, Hulk Hogan's from Tampa, Macho Man was from Sarasota. You know, it's just right. part of the deal. And, and if you ever go to any ball games around here, you'll you'll end up seeing some of the active wrestlers so when i saw the size of that kitchen and what what we really want to do what we thought we could do there that was where you know the galley was born and we we went back and forth with some names my brother just said just call it the effing galley and you know (laughs) everybody will know what how to say it and what it means and it works at st pete florida by the water it'll make sense so that's kind of where we went with that and you know uh, and it always makes me chuckle though when people ask if we have food still. You know, do you guys have food? No way. <laughs> well, galley means kitchen. You know, I think that's going to be a shirt we're going to have in 2019. So, so uh, galley means kitchen. We're, we're happy to educate our guests around here too. Yes, that's, that's a, great. That's a good idea. If I remember correctly, the reason it has such a large kitchen wasn't it originally a Howard Johnson? It was a Howard Johnson's restaurant in the 70s, uh, and I don't know if it made it much in the 80s, but it, it had been a lot of things over the years. Uh, one of my favorite ones that it used to be in the 90s was called the Nimble Rabbit. Mm-hmm. It was a bar uh-huh. called the Nimble Rabbit, which is funny with Josh's Crafty Squirrel. Um, I thought, oh, right, uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, but uh, it, Premi had a long run there. Uh, they had a great lunch yeah. business there. You know, when they were in their heyday, there wasn't a whole lot of options for lunch downtown. So they, they definitely had a good lunch business there. And then uh, just the kind of corner got left behind a little bit. And we've, we've been very proud to reinvigorate that. We painted a couple uh, beautiful murals. One by Seacat Murals, our friend uh, Christy Carr, and then Derek Darley and Sebastian Coolidge did a big mural in our alley. And we've got more plans up and coming and over there. And we just, uh, we're just very happy to be where we're at now. We're, 
we're one block off the block, but we're kind of creating our own little block, and it's great. But you're busy you, all the time. I mean, we'll, I'll be like we'll, on our way home on a Friday or Saturday, and I'm like, come on, let's go stop at the galley. I love hanging out at your bar. It's awesome. <laughs> and I always say that to Kevin, and we come back, and we're like, we can't even sit anywhere. We can't get <laughs> we can't get a drink. <laughs> well, we're we're hoping to solve that problem here soon. So stay tuned to that. I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll give you. Guys, that little tidbit, and we'll, we'll talk off the air a little oh. bit about that. But we've got some good plans uh, for that over there. And uh, I wish it was always busy. I mean, I, I feel pretty <laughs> good about it. You know, it's usually pretty difficult to spring together seven really good days in a row, especially down here. There's just so many great places to go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we've developed such a great following. And I, I just I, lo- I love our customers. I love our staff. Uh, I love what we've got going on. And the, the community's really embraced yeah. what we're doing over and I there. Lo- Let's talk about the food. I mean, it's it's a unique it's a menu. There's great menu. there's uh, a few things that you know you would expect and yeah, chicken wings, for. cheese fries. Yeah. yeah but yeah. then there's other more unique items as well. And it's it's also uh, I guess it'd be fair to say it's somewhat eclectic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the, it being what we call the St. Pete Tavern, it had to be an eclectic menu. You know, uh, there's you know you've got the the Cuban influence, which we definitely have. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to have seafood here if you want to be a, a local St. Pete place. Uh, you know, there is a great bar scene, so having great bar food, and people are always in groups together, especially downtown, so you got to have great shareables, right? So we have a large selection of shareables, and then, you know, we have such a hip culture here, so you got to have vegan and vegetarian I- items. So mm-hmm. I have a whole full column of vegan and vegetarian menu items as far as sandwiches go, and then we have a couple of vegan and vegetarian entrees vegan vegetarian appetizers uh, and then we were happy to partner with soiree for our desserts too soiree just does such a phenomenal job baking is a science and mm-hmm. uh, you have to be a little bit of a scientist to nail it every time so we kind of turned that over to them we were we were struggling at first with our, our dessert program but i know it's just kind of hitting on all those notes and i'm very proud of our our cuban sandwich and our, mm-hmm. our grouper sandwich being those are kind of the tampa bay hallmarks along with the buffalo shrimp and and just having that lighter, you know, fresh Florida fare. Yeah, and you have fish and chips made of grouper. Yes, uh, and I, I thought that was part of, part of the thing, you know, being that Irish-English-inspired pub, but mm-hmm. having the Florida the take Florida, on it. Right. Yeah, totally. And the Cuban sandwich, uh, obviously, there's, you know, probably everybody thinks that their favorite place is the best Cuban sandwich, and if you say something else, you're gonna they're going to go crazy. But yours is one of my favorites because it's, on the one hand, it's not strictly traditional, but on the other hand, it's actually more traditional than most people are aware of, because I actually did, I did research on this, mm-hmm. and one day we'll come out with a top 10 and have everybody screaming at us because yeah, I'm sure. theirs isn't number one. <laughs> but I don't know if you'll be number one, but you have a good chance, in my opinion, because you have also the salami on there. Yes! Yes! That would make it a true Tampa-style Cuban, which is the original Cuban sandwich. You know, yep. uh, when I worked for Rondo up in Ocala, he was from Hialeah, which is a big Cuban neighborhood. So that was kind of where I fell in love with the Cuban sandwich. I didn't have him so much growing up. Uh, my dad being from Buffalo, we were always about, you know, wings. Buffalo wings and uh, <laughs> Weber's mustard and, and Salem hot dogs, all that. We wanted to make it a traditional Tampa-style one. So the first thing is having the La Saguna bread from Ybor City. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing is having the true uh, slow-roasted mojo Cuban pork. So we do ours for about four and a half hours in, in the oven after we, we uh, sear it on the grill. So we kind of keep that moisture involved. And then, you know, having, we, we use Havarti cheese because I just personally like Havarti cheese. I think it's a fun, creamy cheese. So we use that. And then the salami, the Genoa salami, we do a house-made pickle on it. And then we do a mustard aioli, which is kind of the, there's an argument as whether or not mayonnaise is supposed to go on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know Bodega uses mayo on theirs. 
Um, and they, and I, whenever I used to go to bodega, I would ask for mustard only. So we kind of hit the best of both worlds there. And then just having it, just that perfectly crispy Cuban bread is, you know, if there's anybody, ever anybody from out of town, I recommend them to definitely get the Cuban sandwich because you won't get anything like this outside of our area. Yeah. Right. You just can't get it. The, the bread doesn't exist yeah. right. elsewhere. And, and ironically, most of the Cuban sandwiches from most places do not have the salami, even Correct. though, so people don't realize that with the salami is actually more traditional. True. Uh, true. It, it, it part evolved of, like in the other direction. Well, yeah, it just, uh, it was supposed to hit on all the notes of the neighborhood of Ybor City. You know, the salami is supposed to represent the Italian-Americans that, that, that yeah. grew up uh, working in Ybor and the cigar factories and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Thanks again, Pete, for joining us. Everyone, make sure you go visit the galley located at... 274th Street North, open 1130 a.m. to 3 a.m. seven days a week. And you can go to the galley... www.thegalleystpete.com. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show, Pete. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. We're going to go have some spiked egg dog, and we'll be right back. (laughs) Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine number nine is doing takeout and delivery. The hours are 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily, and packaged beer and wine is also available until 9 p.m. We are back! We are back! Our guest today is the executive chef at the library, formerly named the Peabody. Please welcome Chef Rachel Bennett. Welcome to the show. Yes, hey, welcome. how's it going? Thank you for having me. Thank so you. the library is here in downtown St. Pete. Mm-hmm. It's the same ownership of the Oxford Exchange in Tampa. Correct. So for those that know the Oxford Exchange, the library has a lot to live up to. Yes. And Big it, shoes and it definitely yeah. does. We've been, Lori's been twice. I've been three times. We've eaten six or seven items already on the menu. And we loved all of it. But we haven't been for dinner yet. You were at Burns Steakhouse, Edison Food and Drink Lab. Mm-hmm. I've had a lofty career. Yes. I always tell people I can sell ice to an Eskimo, so I've just talked my way into some good jobs, and then <laughs> luckily I was decent at them. So. You talked your way into the Burns job, eh? Oh, I did. Yeah. I totally did. How did that happen? So I was going to culinary school, and I was working at a pet store, like think PetSmart or something like that. And I was taking an elective in college. They were like, you're going to have to get a job. And I said, well, anything's better than selling puppies. So (laughs) I kind of am one of those people that's always just go big or go home. Um, I never wanted to do chilies, Applebee's, any of that kind of stuff. So I went to Burns Steakhouse just because I lived in South Tampa for a while. I knew that it was a big deal. And I'm also one of those people that's kind of just takes leaps of faith. I mean, I jumped out of a plane for my 30th birthday, for God's sake. So I was like, I'm just going to go in there and see what happens. I did the interview and the executive chef, Hab, he's so awesome. He's one of my mentors. And I just, you know, told him how I was passionate about it, how I wanted to learn. And I was just willing to do anything I needed to do. 
And I just think that willingness to go above and beyond regardless of my skill level is kind of what got me in there. Mm -hmm. And then they just stuck me sorting oysters and picking through shrimp, you know, all the stuff that they give all the lowly cooks that don't know anything. (laughs) And I just continue to excel and continue to want to be better and greater. And I constantly would work my station, which they called seafood station. And then I would constantly get done with my shift and go to the saute line. And I would just watch the guys on the saute line and sweep the line, take their trash. You know, I was that person. And then eventually they let me up there and then eventually they let me to the grill. And then once you get on the grill and you realize you kind of reached your peak in that kitchen after a while. So, right. Right. So there's no stopping you. Pretty much. Pretty much. The sky's the limit for me. Yeah. So, and, and he was smart because. Yeah. I tell people all the time when I hire them, you know, if they don't have a lot of skill, I can teach you how to cut an onion. I can teach you how to saute something, but I can't teach you a good attitude. I can't teach you come to work on time, be positive, be clean. Mm-hmm. Being clean is oh, so wow. difficult to teach people. <laughs> oh, wow. Ew, gross. Yeah, you would think that it's not, but it is. Wow. They're getting soap in their stocking for Christmas next year. Totally. You got soap in your stocking. I did. <laughs> but I'm clean anyway. Soap and socks, that's always in stockings. <laughs> yeah. You know, you never know who's going to be walking in and what's going to mm-hmm. happen as a result of it. Right. Goes along with the, your motto that you told us about during the break <laughs> your kitchen motto oh my kitchen motto okay so there's two kitchen mottos if you ask anybody in my kitchen what's my number one rule um it's don't f- it up mm-hmm. and then also figure it the f- out so <laughs> when i was getting interviewed for the food network show they would, kept asking me that and i was like well i don't know if i can say it it's got a curse word in it and they were like no just say it we'll bleep it out apparently that's funny when you're on tv yeah right so my kitchen's like you're gonna be the chef that they just bleep out the whole episode <laughs> i'm gonna be in there cooking and be like crap you know <laughs> before the library you were at the oxford exchange which is the same ownership correct and i heard there's kind of a fun story on how you found out you were going to be the chef at the library oh there is a fun story okay so we had this big meeting, this last meeting. They were like, we're going to show everybody the last branding part of here's the business cards and napkins and all this kind of stuff. They bring everybody into the conference room and they start going through the whole thing. And we're like, we've literally listened to this presentation six <laughs> times. Like, what are we doing here? I have stuff to do. I have to put orders in, you know, I'm getting frustrated. And they go, okay, here's the business cards. So they pass all the business cards around and I pick the business card up and on one side it says, Body, but it's supposed to say the library. Yeah. <laughs> That's 50 cents now. And I flip it over and it says Rachel Bennett, executive chef. And everyone's staring at me. And I went, I flipped it back over because I didn't believe it for a second. I went, wait, what? And wow. I literally just like started crying and freaking out. And everyone started clapping. I was like, was this all a ruse? And they're like, yeah, this was all a lie, just to tell you this. And I was That's like, That's awesome. Oh my God, this is so amazing. That's yeah. so exciting. So it was super cool. I have goosebumps. Is it? It was yeah. so cool. Like, that's something that you see yeah. on TV that happened. Right. I know you're going to make me cry. cry it was everything. so intense. <laughs> it was so intense. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And our guest today is from Pizza Box, which is on the 900 block of the Edge District in downtown St. Pete. Please welcome Kelly Duff. Welcome, Kelly. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Thank you. We know you're not feeling well, so we really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. I just, I love the creativity. You you fit right into St. Pete. There's so much creativity in St. Pete. One of the things I love about it, and you guys are doing art, music, and amazing food. And Adam's like, I'm not buying enough, and I'm just going to make my own. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) He's definitely a do-it-yourself kind of guy, and he has so many different skills. It's pretty amazing. He built our entire restaurant with the help of his brother from the ground up completely. And it's really awesome to be able to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wood fired pizza, but it's not your 
It's not like any other wood-fired pizza. No, it's not. Uh, we found that the cherry wood flavor is so sweet that it really works in our crust and with the San Marzano tomato sauce that we use. So mm-hmm. we were going crazy with all the woods and we were trying to figure out what exactly we wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And for us, I think the cherry just complements our product the most. Right. So we've just narrowed it down to that. But absolutely, in the beginning, we were going ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you still make all the dough right in-house. And, absolutely, and, yeah. yes. And how often do you do that? Every single day. Every day, wow. Yeah. Because I, I know I've seen it out and sitting there rising in the buckets. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything is cooked in the wood-fired oven. The meatballs, yes. the vegetables, onions, everything. Mm-hmm. There's yes. no other cooking devices. Yes, that makes it challenging. You have to put things in order of importance when you get there in the morning and everything needs different temps. And so you really have to make a plan. And um, it's something that our staff, they are just so amazing. They have caught on to and it's a science and we've all just kind of figured it out together. And yeah, it just it's it's quite the challenge. (laughs) So the, the pizza, it's thin crust pizza. It is. They are made to order. Yes. But they they cook very fast. It's like 10 to 15 minutes, roughly? Not even. Um, The cook time's probably three to five, just depending on what the oven temp is, size of the pizza, how elaborate. And you can eat it pretty much right out of the oven. Yes, it's definitely recommended to eat it right away. That's how it's meant to be um, enjoyed. That's why we don't do any kind of delivery or use the delivery service, because we're really into people having the best possible product and once you have it in-house and you sit down and Mm -hmm. you enjoy it there you understand that but it's such a crazy concept to most people understandably so but um, we just really take a lot of pride in what we do and so you know I'm sure we can make a lot more money doing delivery but we want it done right Right. so but you do do to go but you let let people know that it's not Yes. yes. Right. And if they've never dined um, with us at all before in-house or to go, we explain, hey, it's going to be ready at, you know, 725. Please get here at 725. So you're leaving with the freshest possible product. We don't put any kind of um, preservatives. There's no sugar or anything in the crust. And so it really is just meant to be enjoyed right then and there. Definitely. I've, I've tasted the difference when I've brought pieces home and tried them at home. So it's definitely meant to be consumed there. It's delicious, though. Thank you. And I think three of our favorites that we order kind of ro- on a rotating basis are the St. Michael's Supreme, the Carnivore, and the Lover Boy. Yes. And I love to try the um, <clears throat> Debbie's Veggies whenever you have this because they're so creative. Right, they're that, always something new. That changes every month based on yes. in-season vegetables. Yes. Um, that was something that we kind of took back from New Hampshire, um, especially up there. It was really hard to get even basil like in the winter time, And so we decided when we came here and opened this concept that we were going to use that seasonal concept because really trying to get you know an insane amount of vegetables um, just to have a bunch of toppings on your menu that aren't in peak season people are going to be eating things that just don't taste right and they don't taste fresh and that was something that we did in New Hampshire because we had to and we felt like here it's the same thing I mean you go to the produce Mm -hmm. stand or your local markets and you can see what looks great and you Mm -hmm. can see things that you know, we're still growing because it's Florida, but just don't 
don't look great. Right, <laughs> so, right. And it's honestly forced us to kind of have this like top chef moment, if you will, mm-hmm. where we have to figure out, okay, so we've got, uh, you know, collard greens. What are we going to do with these? How are we going to put <laughs> these on a pizza? And it makes you, you know, have to be super creative. And um, our staff has also really, really helped us come up with ways to perfect those recipes. Every year, they kind of change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we try to perfect those. So it's been really fun doing that. Nice. Who's Debbie? Debbie's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's important. Oh, yeah. And real quick, also on the food, the meatballs. Your meatballs are one of my top favorite in St. Pete. I think they are. I think they're my favorite. (laughs) They are a little bit unique in that they're done in the wood-fired oven, so they have a little bit of smokiness. Yes. So it's a little bit different, but I like the smokiness. But I also like that the wood-fired oven gives it a little bit of kind of like a crust or a char on the outside, which is how I was brought up with doing them in a cast iron skillet. And I think most places around here just bake them and they don't have that, that texture. Yeah. texture on the outside. So I, I love that. And the, and the flavor's great as well. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. When we originally did it, we j- just used the oak and now we use the cherry wood. And so that's why that flavor is just so amazing and, and very unique because I don't think many places, um, cherry smoke meatballs. It's right. right. And we wouldn't yeah, have known no, to do it either. But. Probably nobody. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you love meatballs and you love pizza, you have to go to pizza box on the 900 block of uh, central Avenue yes. in downtown St. Pete. The pizza don't expect New York pizza, expect something different and amazing and delicious. If you consider yourself a pizza aficionado and you haven't been there, you better go because otherwise we're going to say shame on you. And plan to dine in. Yes. <laughs> it, the website is pizzabox727.com. You can also yeah. find them on Facebook. Yes. Yep. And Kelly, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Our guest today is the owner of Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwich Area in the Grand Central District of St. Petersburg, Florida. Please welcome Tom Woodard to the show. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Yes, welcome. So I, uh, have, I have a question first. How do you say it? Is it sandwicheria? Sandwicheria. Okay. You said, I, it, you said it wrong. I did? You did. Close so enough. So I said it right. I have my own pronunciation. Yeah, he, he said area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this before you got here. <laughs> All right. You'll say it next time. Okay. So I am breaking one of our rules for the podcast because I don't want to have somebody here to interview when I have not eaten your food yet. But what happened is. Uh, see what had happened? We had a last-minute cancellation for the person we had scheduled for today. They had a family emergency, and you graciously filled in on last-minute notice. Yes. So we're going to fix this, and right after we're done, we're going to go have lunch at Pom Poms. Awesome. And I imagine it's, it's great from, from the reviews I've, I've seen. You, know, you guys have a huge fan base. Whenever somebody posts in our group, like, hey, where can you get a good sandwich? Pom Poms comes up all the time. Over and over. You guys have pretty extraordinary sandwiches, too. They're not small. No, they're not. (laughs) And you won't find them anywhere else. But before we get into the details on that, let's learn a little bit about you. You were previously a uh, sheriff's deputy in Orange County. Correct. And a big customer of the first pom-poms in Orlando. Yes. So before you were crazy enough to get into the restaurant business, you have any good uh, stories from law enforcement? Like cra- crazy, craziest arrest? Some of our 
DUI units were fighting with a guy and it had been raining and there were puddles and I was the second one on the scene and we started wrestling the guy went into the puddle and after they'd already sprayed him needless to say I got uh, pepper spray on the nether region oh, oh no, no. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I think everybody else did too. So we all had to leave to go and uh, change clothes after the arrest was completed. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. My pee-pee <laughs> My pee-pee. How about any, how about us? Hmm, that one could, I was going to say silliest arrest, but that one might qualify yeah, for that, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. <laughs> the way you guys describe yourself is East meets West with themed gourmet sandwiches, plus a unique blend of authentic side salads and a wide variety of loose-leaf teas and a delicious array of sweets to tantalize your taste buds. We were saying they're quite unique, large sandwiches that you won't find anywhere else. And the few that you feature on the homepage of your website, there's the spicy Elvis, banana, bacon, strawberry jelly, cayenne, and peanut butter. Mm, I might do that. It's ham, worth it. Ham and, ham and salami, definitely. That's that's more of on the more, I guess, quote, normal side. Ham, salami, mozzarella, basil, tomatoes, and watercress. And now this one came up yesterday. We were in our Facebook group, and somebody posted, where can I get a really good turkey sandwich? And I'm thinking, like, who posts that? Right. <laughs> like, right. just make it. Make one or but something. They wanted, I don't know. they wanted a hot turkey sandwich. It wasn't oh, just a turkey right. sandwich. But then... Everybody said pom-poms, Mama Ling Ling's Thanksgiving. It's a sandwich with turkey, gouda, stuffing, ginger cranberry chutney, mashed potato, cream cheese, and a side of gravy. Wow, that is Thanksgiving in one sandwich. (laughs) And you need a nap just like you do on Thanksgiving (laughs) Day. Okay, I might have to have that one a different day then. So is your menu exactly the same as pom-poms in Orlando? Yes, it is. There's no 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 difference. Interesting, good. What's your favorite sandwich on the menu? Uh, mine is the Fu Manchu, the number 16. It's got the hoisin pork, goat cheese, arugula, onions, which I don't get on mine, <laughs> and uh, cranberry chutney. Nice. Mm. That sounds okay, great. Okay, don't get that. I'm getting it. Okay. Whatever. You can split it. <laughs> They're big enough. Trust true, me. True. Usually <laughs> we tell people to get a couple sandwiches, cut them in four so everybody can taste something different. Oh, yeah. It's that's a good, a good idea. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get them any sandwich on sourdough, whole wheat, seeded rye, or pumpernickel. And we also have very good gluten-free bread and whole wheat wraps. Oh, nice. Nice. You can also do one piece of pumpernickel, one piece of rye, and make it like a swirl rye. Oh, that's cool. We yeah, do anything. I never thought of that. Oh, that is a good idea. <laughs> if you like rye. So besides sandwiches, you offer soup, salads? We do a different soup every day, all made in-house, mm-hmm. different beautiful salads. Any sandwich can be turned into a salad or a wrap and vice versa. Nice. With a lot of people cooking at home, I'd like to remind you that we have a recipe section on our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com, with 50 recipes right now and more to come in the future. They are all unique and created exclusively for us, so go find some fun new recipes on stpetersburgfoodies.com. This is where I usually tell you what's new on the site, but with the stay-at-home order and restaurants not allowed to have dine-in, we have suspended publishing new reviews, top 10 lists, and such. However, we do have an exciting news piece on the site. The owners of Nueva Cantina have just launched a new virtual restaurant, Louis Italian Eatery. These are family recipes that Louis has been cooking for 40 years. 
They use Nueva's Kitchen to offer takeout and delivery of Italian classics at very reasonable prices. Check out all the details and the drool-worthy menu on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And remember to try to support restaurants by ordering delivery or takeout. And also, by the way, Nueva Cantina is still offering delivery and takeout. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to talk about some fun and interesting food trends. And if you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And don't touch your face. And that's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. All your TV. You do not want to face the wrath of my bunghole. There must be more TV. More TV.